Hey, welcome back to Unplayable, your favorite show about our favorite games. I'm D-House, here with the Motley crew of Jim, Guy Fieri, and Jay. How we doing, fellas? Man, back-to-back Guy Fieri references. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sticking with it. (laughs) I'm going to have to come up with some better Flavortown references. Okay. Jay, how are you today, since you, you didn't insult my intro? Oh, it's trash, but uh, you know I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Can't complain. Did you even say our tagline? Yes. Uh, are you, are you kidding? I wasn't listening. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> when you start, you start when this you start over, talking, this is... I just zone out completely. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners oh, do too. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Jim, how are you this fine Thursday? So great. I uh, made myself a nice little hot chocolate. It's good. So if you see me going pinkies up, that's what we're doing <laughs> over here. I respect it. It's great. It's good. Mike, how you doing? I'm not bad. It, it is a Thursday, so uh, we usually record on Sundays. There's a little bit less for us to talk about this week, which means we'll probably have a longer ep- episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow we'll figure Somehow out. Somehow it'll end up out. being a full two hours. So. Let's go. I, I was thinking, you know, ever since we started recording this podcast, publishing companies started like producing content at a far lower level for us, (laughs) you know, outside of the unlimited announcement, everybody else went dang silent. So I, I feel like the company's like these guys, we can't, we just can't give them anything. Get them out of here. That is exactly what's happening. Trash. Well, gentlemen, how was your weekend games? Who wants to go first? I can go first. I played some Commander, uh, some more Commander with my uh, March of the Machines deck against my good friend. I also taught him Keyforge. We played I'm a game so of proud Keyforge. Of you. Wow! Yeah, we played uh, some Winds of Exchange. Opened up a couple decks and played some Keyforge. It's uh, you kind of undervalue how simple it is to teach that game a little bit. I think like it, it is a very simple system. You don't have to teach about resources or like how what like there's not that much of a card anatomy except for like the house. I guess the house thing is probably the most complicated part yeah. to explain to somebody. Not because you have to say a house at the start of your turn, but because there's nowhere except for your tiny little spot on the deck list what the name of the houses are. And if you don't mm-hmm. know the names of the houses, you're always like, What is this again? Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um but yeah, he picked it up really quick. He really enjoyed it coming from a magic player. It's kind of a similar vein. Um, he thought it was cool that kind of not defeating your opponent, but it's a race. You still have some of the same elements of trying to control your opponent's board, but uh, you're not worried about going face or anything like that. Uh, he, he liked it. He wants to play more. And uh, I think if he gets into it, I'll convince his sons to play and then we'll start doing four player uh keyforge since we do uh commander it'll be kind of like the same thing i think keyforge is built pretty well for actually like a pit fight kind of uh game mode yeah jim and i've done a few of those we've done three player we've never done four player but mm-hmm. you, there there are a few things because it's not written for multiplayer there are a few things you do have to kind of be like uh how do we play this Mm-hmm. Like hmm. your like your opponent like Miasma, your opponent skips their forge key step. Mm. Is that oh, both opponents? Is that all opponents? Is that just one? You kind of have to be like, oh, true, um, true. But maybe, but there aren't that many of those, right? You can choose. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I don't remember. We would just house rule it before the, the game and be like, oh, this is how we're going to play this or whatever. So, yeah. Did you get any of the uh, PvE content? I have I have the gin. I think it was Gen Con last year. Yeah, I have the uh, the second one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, the uh, the abyssal conspiracy. Yeah, abyssal conspiracy. That one is. Uh, yeah, and then how, we got how this many one. how many players can you play with that with the, with the cooperative? Is it up to four? Yes, I have all uh, of them, but I haven't. Like, I got all of them in my game found campaign thing, but I haven't I haven't opened them yet. Um, this, uh, I think it's for okay. Kiraken specifically. I probably it, wouldn't want to play it for. It's kind of like hmm. Marvel Champions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Kiraken specifically it. says up to three players. Mm. So, hmm. but it does sound like a slog fest to do four. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. I am stoked to try and play some more Keyforge with somebody down here. Cause there's like no scene for Keyforge at the moment down here. Yep. Well, I'll be down in Florida next week. I'll bring all of my decks because I finally got the email, and it's coming on Saturday, hopefully. Very nice. Let's go. It's going to get there on so, Sunday. We'll throw it I out. guarantee it. Don't <laughs> you <Yes>. say that? <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst, <laughs> truly. Other than Magic and Keyforge, me and Mike recorded some Lorcana and Star Wars Destiny Smash. I'm not going to get into those because you're going to have to watch the videos if you want to see me we'll smash play. Mike. Because everybody knows that's what's going to happen. Is it? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> if it was flesh and blood, I'd say, yeah, sure, it makes sense right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I would absolutely be d- destroyed in flesh and blood. I did get destroyed in flesh and blood when we played. True. <laughs> it's good. I was like, Lexi right, who's just- next? Okay. Uh, Jay already went for me because I've only played games with Jay this week. <laughs> <laughs> You've morphed into one person. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh I'll do like the soft pitch then, David, and let you hit it out of the park. So uh David <laughs> and I got to work on some webcam key forge games since we don't live in the same city anymore. Uh, and I have one deck of Winds of Exchange. And so that thing is my baby and I love it and it's really good. <laughs> and so David said, let me try all this new stuff against this deck that you know really well, can play with your eyes closed. You're so good at it. I said, bet, let's do it. Um, and it went really great, just not for me. So I'll toss it on over to David and let him give the rundown. <laughs> let me just catch that ball real quick. Oh, yeah, here you go. And, <laughs> hey. uh, yeah, so yeah, we, we set up the webcam. I've never played a game over webcam. and But I was like, you know what? The Crucible Online is not ready to go, but I want to play these new decks. And specifically my D-House deck, which is my custom deck name, is D-House, Physician. Uh, which is still just it. make <laughs> it's like the shortest deck title ever. Um, but uh, I put on a little clinic, get it? Uh, with my D house deck. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I, love, I was watching Mike's face the whole time. Make it stop. <laughs> he got there, uh, for the audio uh, listeners. Um, uh, no, but I got to play my D house deck, and uh, yeah, it was just so fun. I mean. Yeah, okay. Jim, Obviously, how fun like, was it? <laughs> it was so fun. No, it, it really was a good back and it, forth game. Both were yes. super close. Nice. So. Yes, Bo- both wins were three keys to two. He was like right behind. Like it was close. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a complete blowout in either game. Um, but I, I just have to say like there is just something different when you're sitting out with the deck. It has your name on it that you put <laughs> on it and every every card is labeled with your name. And it's just like, 
I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a feeling in a game that I haven't had before. Like, even with a deck that I built, like, you know, some of that old Leia Akbar trash in Destiny, like, that's like the closest thing. I'd be like, this is mine. But then I was like, oh, I've had D House deck. Like, this is so <laughs> sweet, you know? Yeah. So I tried yeah, to give him the. About? Well, I just tried to give you a win and. That way you'd like be so attached to this deck, like it has to be yours forever. And now I just get to wreck face. <laughs> you with just it sandbagged it, it, give you a 100%. false sense of security. Yeah, but classic. Yeah. Jay, why are you laughing? <laughs> What's wrong with your face? For whatever reason, I remembered that I was going to say at the start of this podcast, we're going to try to say like as few times as possible. And you said <laughs> like, like 10 <laughs> times in that sentence. <laughs> So, all, all you did, all you did right there, is now every listener in our podcast is going all gonna to be, be counting them, for and they're not going to listen to the podcast anymore because you had to make that observation. Sorry, it was so funny. great job, great job. Oh, um, God. My my dog, my dog is trying to interrupt our podcast. Um, That's fine. So I played, I played Jim in some KeyForge. That was super fun. Mm-hmm. What else? I. Don't think I played any more games. I just opened decks that I posted on the Wild Wormhole YouTube channel. But I don't I don't think I played any other games. But I did uh, today. I mentioned this is like the update from my story last week Let's when I go. told you about my, co- my co-worker. Mm-hmm. So for those who missed last episode, I had a co-worker who literally asked me, like, because we were bonding over our shared love of Star Wars, his his whole office is decked out, and he asked me if I've ever heard of Star Wars Destiny, and I said, "Oh, have I?" <laughs> and we we were talking about this. And he's like, "Yeah, my friend is the one who like got me to come over, and we were playing this game or whatever." And he's like, "I'll have to tell this guy about you." And so, anyways, uh, I ended up meeting this guy like randomly, his friend, um, and turns out he literally lives like a couple houses down from me. Wow. Like he's my That's neighbor cool. <laughs> and he it, like immediately he was like, Hey, when he was like, he's like, you want to come over right now? It's like the middle of the work day. He's like, what, what's your afternoon look like? Like you want to come over and like, we'll sit on the back deck and drink some coffee and play some. Details. I was like, this yes. is like, <laughs> this is, where am I? This is phenomenal. That's crazy. This is 2018. That's awesome. Like, so, uh, I, I'm super pumped to, uh, yeah, to roll do you, some dice. Do you know if then, he played like back when it was alive? I think the story is he someone was like getting out of the game at the end of the game's life and sold it all to him for like just like a really cheap. cheap. And so he he and his son, I think his son's like 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, this would be a fun game to play with my son or whatever. And then they've been like just jamming it, you know. Wow. Father, son. So that's crazy. Um, so anyways, yeah, funny. Yeah. So I'm like already playing this out like, OK, we're, we're going to play some Destiny and then I'm going to I'm going to start saying. So you've, have you heard of this game called Swoo? for those not in our discord we're coming up with alternative names for uh star wars unlimited yeah. so. team swoo all the way team swoo so we think swoo is better than star wars unlimited i, I think almost anything is better than star wars unlimited <laughs> hey i will say i was listening to a podcast with uh the designer of star wars shatterpoint and he said now that's the a cool entire- name <laughs> yes, but the funny thing is, he said the whole time in playtesting and the design, they like had this name in mind, and they were like, "This is the name of the game," and then they like were going into like final production, and then LFL's like, "You can't call it that," and so they they just had, like like right before the game was like 
kind of sent to print. They had to like change the name of the game on like everything. And they kind of swore, they were like, oh, what do we call this game? And apparently there's a guy at AMG Studios who loves Mace Windu and the Mace Windu uh, book is called Shatterpoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, hey, you should call Shatterpoint. Like he'd been saying that for months, (laughs) apparently. So they're like, fine, let's call it Shatterpoint. (laughs) That's Um, awesome. And, I mean, uh, it's a it, great name. I'm curious what the name that they tried to go with first was. Yeah, yeah. he said, yeah, he, he wouldn't say it. So I, cause I was curious, too. I was like, was it Star Wars Unlimited? Like, right. <laughs> they, they couldn't use it because it was already being used. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but Swoo. Team Swoo. <laughs> Swoo. Uh, I think that's it for my my weekend games. Um, anything else from you guys? No. That's about uh, it. Uh, so in the in the uh, news section, uh, Mike, you were really excited to go to Walmart today, weren't you? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna I was gonna try and get some of the the Star Wars Rivals packs, and uh, they didn't exist. Yeah, they they didn't exist. So um, I, I didn't go, but I am in their their Discord, the the Star Wars Rivals Discord, and uh, people were saying basically they went try to go last night, try to go this morning, saying that like they couldn't find them online, they weren't available, and it turns mm-hmm. out that you know, oops, the release date isn't actually June 1st. We don't know when it is. So I don't know what happened. Some kind of miscommunication between distributors and Funko. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't get any Star Wars Rivals stuff. So yeah. that, was, that, was, that was sad. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time to say join our Discord because you'll get alerts <laughs> like this and you won't have to go to the store and find out. So I know head on in of- there. How much money did I save today not driving to Walmart because mm-hmm. I was alerted to this problem? At least 23 cents. Yeah, at yeah. least a few cents. <laughs> yeah. I can buy so many swoo packs with that. It's like 10% of a Star Wars Destiny pack, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I drive an F-150, so about $10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I, w- I was really excited for Star Wars Rivals. For those who don't know about this game, it's like a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's weird. Like it's like, like tiny little toys almost, like sort of minis, yeah. but they're, I mean, they're more toys than minis, I think. Yeah. Uh, with, with cards and it, like gameplay is, I don't know, it's somewhat Marvel Snap-ish where there's three, mm-hmm. three locations. You're placing your units at locations and scoring it's, points based on who has more, more power. basically the game we designed. <laughs> I know. It actually is <laughs> <it's> pretty close. <laughs> yeah. So like. Wait, I, I never even thought of that. That's so true. Yeah. You guys designed a game that's very much like. It's wow. very similar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's not a, a, a unique idea, right? I think like a lot of games do yeah. area control, but yeah, Jay and I for a little while there worked on a, a little fun prototype that uh, we scrapped. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll go back to it eventually. One day. That's so good. Uh, yeah. So I, I did. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm excited to try it, play it again. I tried to play it with my five-year-old cause I thought it was like Marvel battle world, which is a great game for like r- little kids. Mm. And it was not, it was way more, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, way more advanced and actually some strategy to it other than like just rolling dice. There's a surprising amount of strategy. Yeah. And yeah. also to say, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but we're going to a star yeah. Wars rival event at Gen Con. And it's a super cool event because, uh, it's free to attend. And the way that it works is that they give you packs uh, to open mm-hmm. and you get to build your team out of the packs that they give you, which is which is sick. So like, if it's not sold out already, event? you guys should, uh, whoever's listening that's going to Gen Con should do it. I think it's Saturday night. I'm actually not signed up for it. I'm looking right now. I think my dad is, though. Why, why aren't you signed up for it? This, 
Because well, you this... didn't sign me up for it, Coach. No, yeah, I that's for why. sure signed this you is... up. No, nah, <laughs> this, not this is how we tell Jay huh. that we're uh, subbing it. him out for Chris. Finally. Okay, well, it's not sold out yet, so you can... Uh... Here, I'll... Add... No. Huh. You're checked off on my... On my uh... Gen Con page. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll figure, we'll figure this out after it's the good. show. <laughs> hey, speaking of Gen Con. Yeah, Gen Con, huh? Speaking mm-hmm. of Gen Con, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a little game called Disney Lorcana that's coming out at Gen Con. And there's it's been pretty, um, you know, without any any um, conflict or... I forgot you know. about that game. I haven't yeah, heard I, any news about it. <laughs> yeah. Barely, um, barely have ever heard of it. I don't even know. Like, yeah. It, <laughs> but, what's, but what's the update? Let's, let's just... What's the update, fellas? I don't know. What is the update? We're we're like, all going to make it to the top eight tournament. Let's yeah. go. That's great. We have tickets. <laughs> yeah. That's so because right. there are Jim, awesome Jim's people. not going, but uh, you're welcome. Otherwise, it'd be top four. <laughs> me, David, and Mike are all going to Gen Con, and Ravensburger put out an email that said we they wanted to get as many people to play Lorcana at Gen Con as they could. And I know exactly what happened. We like I know people that did this. They signed up for seven, all seven or more starter challenger uh, events, got into all of them. And it was like 69 or 70 people in what should be a couple few hundred at minimum uh, different slots. And they said, nope, you can only go to one. If you have more than one assigned to your name by June 5th, it's gone. We're going to release it back to the public. Release it out to sea. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. So we know some people, and we were able to get those badges transferred uh, without having to like pay scalping prices or anything like that. Some awesome people. And um, yeah, so we secured tickets to one starter deck challenge. I also got to learn to play. I don't think you guys did, right? Yeah. No, I already know how to play. I was going to say, that sounds awful. I think they give you a starter deck. So. What, they do? Yeah. yeah, they do. Oh. So. <laughs> What's the difference between learn to play and starter deck? Isn't it the same thing? The learn no. to play is not a tournament, and it doesn't feed into the sort of like... Sunday event. Uh, yeah. Jay's going to open it's some a little legendary bit in that one be- booster pack. And yeah, it's going to be a whole... <laughs> I'll post it on thing. eBay immediately. So. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'm getting pumped for Gen Con. It feels like it's getting closer and closer. Um, it's going to be good. Good Key times. Forge Nationals. Let Jay Trash get the dub. Uh, yeah. Unchained. Literally the deck Jay Trash. So yep. here we go. <laughs> um, so speaking of Key Forge, should we jump into Key Forge news? Sure. Yeah, we got some news. Jump on in. Coach. All right, so we got some Keyforge news this week uh, on Keyforging.com. There was a, an article posted, Important Master Vault Updates. Jim and I uh, decided to fight about it in text and said, <laughs> this, this would make great podcast content. So we're going <laughs> to act like we've never talked about it before and fight about it live. Um, what so is Keyforging.com? <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so... Uh, we've talked about Keyforge enough. The whole idea of Keyforge is that you buy a deck and there's a QR code. You scan it into your profile and it's in your like profile. Um, when Ghost Galaxy acquired the license from um, FFG, 
uh, they started kind of digging into the master vault is what it's called, where they store all these decks, these like unique decks um, and their information. And they are making some pretty significant updates to how this thing works. Um, and so I'm just going to maybe briefly kind of scan this article. I'm not going to read the whole article, but um, if it's confusing, maybe I will. Um, but basically this Monday on June 5th, things, well, actually some of this is already live. Um, but winds of exchange and stuff can be scanned in, uh, their, their target is this Monday. Um, but the primary thing that they are introducing is this idea of deck ownership. Um, so previously you were able to scan a deck and then I could hand it to Jim and he could scan the deck and Mike could scan the deck and it all just would appear in our profile. Like nobody's like the primary owner. You just all have it in your um in, in your your app there's no real advantage to having it there except to like look at the cards easily or mm-hmm. whatever and quite honestly most people use third-party sites to actually evaluate their decks so it was really mm-hmm. just making sure it was like uh scanned in so you could get it to these third-party sites like decks at keyforge but now they're doing a uh they're updating it so that you can actually you register a deck and you do have to go through your collection again uh so for those with giant collections have to like if they want to like signify That's ownership, wild. a lot of the decks that the, like the mega ownership people have are like, ah, I don't care if I own it or not, mm-hmm. but you get to go in and tag. This is mine. I claim this and I'm the official owner of wherever, uh, femur Bayou overlord. Yeah. Uh, I'd use not that example. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where we actually co-own a deck, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so you can actually like lock it in. I own this deck. Um, and here are the advantages of owning. You're like, you might be wondering, why do I care about owning a deck? I am wondering the, that. <laughs> so the because I didn't read the article. <laughs> the advantages, they said, uh, they've lifted, listed four. Deck copies, translated copies, foreign lang- language decks and tournaments, and theft mitigation, more to come. The main thing is that in the near future, it says Ghost Galaxy will allow deck owners to purchase custom printed copies of their decks. So they just did this custom printed thing with our names. Now you'll be able to uh, purchase custom printed copies of their decks if you are the owner of the deck. These decks will feature a special border and text to indicate that they are copies and deck copies will be allowed in official tournaments provided the player has ownership of the original decks. Um, so some of the advantage of this, they talk about like if you have a deck that's been damaged and or you lost a card mm-hmm. um, or you have a really valuable deck like we've talked about. There was a deck bought a couple months ago for $3,600 for by two people. You might not want to play that in person when there's like water bottles and uh, greasy fingers and all, sure. even if it's sleeved. So, so that's, that's the, that's the first thing. So let me stop there. And any, any reactions to that? I think that like printing as a service is like something really cool that Keyforge can do. And specifically ghost galaxy since they own their own printer and cutter and all that kind of stuff i think that's they could expand on that exponentially and have some really cool things that they can do with the system and 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 the game and different decks and i mean Mm -hmm. even if they do like an upcharge i can imagine like being able to pay to have like a different border or whatever i mean yeah like almost like a like a cosmetic in a video game right like you buy sort of the, you know, like I, I know the savior of Keyforge deck sort of had a gold, a gold border to it, basically. So it's like, what if you could buy a copy of the deck with a gold border or with like a cooler looking Archon on the back 
or if you could potentially like add something to the name. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I think Jay's right. Like you can kind of do, I don't know, a bunch of different things with this system. So it is, it is cool that they have it. I, I don't know, like, are you like, is this the only benefit of owning a deck of registering it as an owner? Nope. Or you, okay. You, you got yeah, some more, more bullet there, points. Yeah, to read the, yeah. There's some more, the, the big thing though, is like printing copies of a unique deck is right. sort of, okay. I can, so like, I can see the benefits. They seem a little bit niche, like, oh, you know, you yeah. spilled on them, you lost them, whatever. Like, it's cool yeah. that the service exists. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So so the next kind of <laughs> um, uh, benefit is, like, foreign language decks. Um, so they wrote, to resolve problems related to play of foreign language decks in tournaments, upon launch of the translated deck service, uh, only the local language and English decks will be allowed uh, in official Keyforge tournaments. Um so, uh, yeah, essentially you can get, you can, Jim, you've got a deck that's in what language again? Couldn't even tell you. Thai? <laughs> Russian? Something like that? Those are very I, different. I'm Jim has sure. a deck that you cannot read. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he can he can get a copy of the deck in English. That's cool. So that, so that we don't have to sit there it. being like, what does that thing do again? And do we need to open the vault? At? And like, because it was sort of an issue, like in high tournament play, like if you just open the master vault, theoretically you could look at it. But you're at that time, you weren't supposed to have like access to like looking at the player's deck all the time. So the judges had to come over and basically tell you if you needed exact wording, which is just cumbersome. Yeah. Um, I think. Can I in, in, inject a couple thoughts real quick? Sure. Um, I think a couple things that's a little tricky with that though is like the initial idea of like if you had a deck from a different language you could just bring cards that represented those so you could just show them what the english version of the card looked like for anything they had questions for um but it is a little bit of a bummer so i I, yeah i bought a deck on the secondary market that i thought looked really strong um so it's like oh now i have to pay more money and probably wait a long time before i'll actually be able to play that in a tournament um because what I'm very curious about is like, what is the actual like time jump going to look like from when I order a copy of a deck and actually receive the copy of the deck? Because if it takes several months, that would be very problematic for me to be excited about trying to get a copy of it. But if it's like a couple of weeks, like so be it. Uh, but it is a little bit of a bummer that like, okay, I bought this deck. I know what the cards do. I can bring the English version of the card. It's like, dang, I have to spend more money if I ever want to play it again. Uh, it's just a little bit of a bummer. That's fair. That's fair. I think in terms of like uh, production time, like they they have direct to, well, uh, I guess digital printing presses or whatever. So like, you know, that's why they can do stuff like this is they just feed in mm-hmm. the file and print it off right away. Um, so I, I unless they have a ton of like demand for this, the lead time probably wouldn't be that crazy. Like probably like a couple weeks, I would guess. No. Um, but yeah, it is kind of a bummer that you have to sort of buy the same thing twice. Yeah, uh, but also you don't have to you don't have to have, use the service. Have they talked about how much it is? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, oh, you, so you don't like have to. Twenty five dollars for a copy. Could, be could you of... play the deck that you own in a tournament? Like, no, um, no issue. It said no. It said only the the local language mm-hmm. and English decks will be allowed in official KeyForge tournaments. Okay, so, so for each tournament, they're going to have to designate a local language for that tournament, and yeah. then you so, can only play it that language deck so yeah i don't know when this goes live but theoretically at gen con the national championship like if jim came up and wanted to play his 
deck that's written in another language. You wouldn't be. Able I don't to. know when this goes in. I, I imagine they're not going to like implement this rule for a bit. Bef- like, mm. like I don't think Vault probably not are- before the the thing is online. Yeah, and they they work out the kinks or whatever. But but theoretically, he would need to come to a premier level OP with an English level English language deck. Got it. So, um, yeah. So, um, I mean, they talk about theft mitigation. I'm not going to get into all that. Um, on the on the updates, you can also there's an alliance deck builder, so you can actually like build alliance decks, which alliance is a format for Keyforge where it's uh, you take a different house from three different decks or two different decks, and you combine it to make a new deck, and you play an alliance format stuff. So there's actually a builder in the in the um, can you, setup to do that. Can you play? A deck that you don't own in a tournament. Okay, yes. you're you're skipping ahead. Sorry, you're skipping ahead. <laughs> These Great are questions right. I have. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay, so uh, the big thing is, uh, you can now. Wait a second. Did they cut out? They, I feel like they cut out some stuff from this article. I'm just looking at it now, and I'm like, there's massive parts of information on here that's uh, <laughs> missing. Did they? We'll have they to go back to our text stuff. thread because I think you yeah, uh, I'm like, you, you screenshotted a bunch of stuff. <laughs> okay, interesting. Probably. Okay, so under so there's a thing that basically says, friends, in in the new Master Vault, uh, you can add another KeyForge Master Vault user as a friend to allow them to see your decks and play your decks in official tournaments and to forge alliance decks with your deck pods to share your deck with a friend. Go to friend section, enter the friend's username in the primary field so in theory like i said so we're so jim and i are a perfect example we co-own a deck with a third guy um Mm -hmm. and um whichever one of us declares primary ownership which will probably be me because i have the physical copy of it in my uh you know we'll we'll talk about it (laughs) um in my possession but um uh, you, I can you don't have okay. half the deck and Jim has the other half of the deck. <laughs> well, so here's where it gets really complicated. There's actually three owners. So I own 12 cards. David owns yeah, all you, you, each, you each, Oh no, you each own a third of each house. Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, so I, so I could order uh, theoretically in the system. I can order copies. Okay. Of for Overlord each person. Because I own it. And I'm the only them one who can friends. order it. Yes, I can. I so Jim and Kevin can be my official friends. I can send them the copies of this deck so that when they go to official tournaments in Kentucky and Georgia, or Florida, or wherever Kevin lives, um, Georgia and <laughs> Georgia. Okay, uh, same thing. Georgia, Florida, whatever. Uh, and um, and they can uh, go play in official tournaments with this deck so i don't have to put it in the mail and like ship it to them and mm-hmm. risk losing this very expensive deck um and they can play if they are my That's official nice. friends yeah so follow-up question if <laughs> you sell a deck on ebay let's say let's say i have a really sick deck and i sell it for like 200 dollars or something do i then have to transfer ownership in the master vault to the person who buys the deck yes 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 that yes. sounds like a pain I mean, you don't have to, right? It, but you would. Have it sounds to. like it's a. It's like a both sides have to click something that says transfer ownership, and you pull on their name, and both sides have to click yes. You know, I'm I'm sending ownership, and this person says yes in the app, and it does it. Okay. I don't think that's that big of a deal, to be honest. Um, Until you're the person that buys now. a two hundred dollar deck, and then the person doesn't want to give up ownership. 
Yeah. And then they just print themselves a copy. That could be a weird... Well, oh, okay. No, but there was... See, this is where I feel like they took stuff out of this article, but maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> so someone's going to say, like, no, why are you... You're crazy. Everything was there. Um, I'm sure they've thought but, of all these questions, so they're, like, there's probably answers. <laughs> my... Oh, this is where... Me. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, this was... The, and this is where communication... Eh, this could have been better. But uh, Michael Hurley in the Sanctimonious Discord, he's the director of operations. Someone asked him a direct question about like, hey, okay, so my team and I go to a tournament. Can we all play the same deck since we mm. have copies of this? Mm-hmm. And he specifically mm-hmm. said, no, only one version of a deck can be registered for the same for tournament. tournament. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And when you present it, you have to prove like you essentially present your app and say like, I have, I either own this or I'm friends with the owner. So mm-hmm. if I have a copy, I can play this. So, so if you're in that scenario, Mike, you said, I'm going to sell this to someone. I'm going to make my own copy or I'm going to make my own copy. And then, uh, whatever I transfer ownership, but I have a copy of this deck. No, like the only no, place no, no, you, you can play you that don't is transfer ownership. They don't transfer ownership. Say I sell you a copy. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's, I just don't transfer. I mean, it's definitely like a sketchy person would do that. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This that's, system that's actually allows a sketchy person to be sketchy. Yep. I'm yep. sure there's something in place for that. There has to be. Yeah, you can't be. dispute. Uh, uh, they said they're going to have something in place to dispute ownership hmm. with Ghost, Ghost Galaxy. Like, I already right. saw this come up. Because I can imagine, someone... like, I mean, there are decks that have been posted on the internet that were yes. previously registered, right? And yes, the QR, the QR available, code available. So, yep. People so, are probably registering so posted, a bunch of decks. That this they don't is why we always said, like, cover your cover your QR code, which I did half the time, I guess, and half the time I didn't. But mm-hmm. I don't know. But I immediately went up and I was like, where have I posted decks that I don't want these decks? Uh, but there was someone who said, like, hey, they have, like, a very competitive deck. And uh, they posted a verification image of the deck on decks of Keyforge because mm-hmm. in online tournaments, you had to prove ownership. So you can't just be, like, net decking in online tournaments. And so they posted a picture of this with without covering the QR code, and someone went, found it and snagged it and said, wow. "This is mine." Yep. Um, and so ne- it's going to get. I'm like, oh, this is this feels. They they should have had a, some lead time. They should have said like, "Hey, we're going to do this in four in like weeks. Two weeks or something." Yeah. Or something. Yeah. But the fact that they literally said, "Hey, today," you know, and then like if you were at work, like I literally was like at work, and I was like going on decks of Keyforge and taking my, I was looking, I was like, okay, half the decks I put verification photos. I mm-hmm. had the QR code showing and half I didn't. Um, so uh, I, yeah, I don't know. So what about the space where somebody has like an insane deck? So like say the deck you guys have, and then they start letting people rent that deck. Like you can mm-hmm. pay to get a copy of it. I'm not going to give you, you ownership instead of prostitution. Yeah. I'm going to give you. I'm not going to give you ownership of it, but we'll be friends in the app, and you can pay me. Yeah, pay me like fifty bucks. This is be your friend. <laughs> this is where it feels gross, but yeah. that was exactly my concern with it. Was just like, okay, is I that an actual problem? I, yeah, is that a problem? Like, would if you guys rented out that deck and eventually earned back what you spent on it? Like, it's called. Are capitalism. you guys sad about it? <laughs> I, it's called a, free market <laughs> day. <laughs> what happened? Like, what what does that environment look like? Right, 
Is it like both all, people have to all opt in, tournaments right? are gonna have like the best oh, yeah, possible those, decks now? I guess that's the worst case scenario is that all tournaments have like whatever the top fifty decks are split mm-hmm. amongst whoever is going to that tournament. I mean, you can literally go to decks at Keyforge and look at the decks, the highest SAS, go mm-hmm. down, and then if so, if that person is going to be at the tournament, then go to the next person. If they're going to be, Jay, at the tournament, you're, you're the making me want to go find a really high ranked deck and buy it so that I can <laughs> rent it to people. <laughs> I was also just thinking the idea of like if you could like sell your friendship kind of idea. So like, okay, you could have access to my deck All list my for decks. the next month. Mm. Whatever deck you want, mm-hmm. you tell me, and I'll get a copy of it and send it to you. And because we're friends for the next month. That's your window. It's like a subscription service. That. <laughs> and so that's where it's like, if you can get the deck quickly, it it does feel like that. It does could potentially feel that gross. Like, but I mean, is that is that gross? I, that doesn't. Bother yeah, what's gross? What, what's gross about it? I want I want to dig into uh, that. This. Does not bother. I think me. That if someone wants to spend that, this money, is good. Good. Good content. <laughs> and and someone is like, yeah, I'll I'll start a like rental service, a, like and prostitute my friendship out. How is it any different than it's, like just? net decking a deck in flesh and blood and then just borrowing someone's cards to make the deck or just buying the singles yourself it doesn't matter but net i just think it's because deck. of the way keyforge is designed that's not how it's supposed to be like played like the hope of the game is that you buy your deck you get excited about it you learn how to play it you learn the combos like yes it's the exact same as every sort of okay somebody won a tournament what cards do they use write them down and buy them totally get that but that's kind of the against the identity of like what this but, game's supposed but to be. But Jim, you and I have borrowed decks from each other for specific like Keyforge events. Like that that that's right. not uncommon for us to be like, but, ah, I don't I wanna I I don't have something for this like triad or this, you know, hexad tournament that NKFL's doing and so I need a sixth deck and you're like I borrowed a eighty six SAS prodigal whatever deck from you. And it's like how is it different between strangers to say like, hey, I'll give you fifty bucks you know, so I can, or I'll pay for the copy print and send this to me. And I think the scope is just a lot more different. Like this is like you and I are friends. We know each other's decks very well, but if it's like, you know, the guy who has 6,000 decks to mess with, you know, they're just can basically just put themselves out there so much. And then it really is just, okay, what's the best one in the list? Let's pick that one. Uh, Just the scope's way bigger, I think at this point in time. And the fact that you basically can rent it like I don't know, I, I I do worry about that as a potential option that I hope never happens. But oh, it will happen, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But what what is the worry though? Like like what like worst case scenario? Like what happens? Like play it out. Like people are borrowing decks. Like what what what's the end result that is uh, the issue? Worst case scenario is multiple people show up with copies of the same deck because somebody wasn't truthful with them, that they've shared their friendship with 20 other people. Everyone's kind of using this model for tournaments anyway. And then they decide, okay, we're just going to, you know, sell this out a hundred times and hope that they don't run into it. But now we've had 50 people showing up to the tournament with the same deck and nobody can play. Literally like crazy world, worst case scenario, that's not going to happen. But that's the like that i could see sure i mean even if just two people show up to nationals with the same deck with the same deck that the guy sold and didn't say anything to the other person well then they bad. they fight to the death and winner gets to play in the tournament <laughs> that would i mean good, i right? i i don't think i have like a, like a moral issue with this i 
I, I don't think I have like personally have any issue with this, but I do think like Jim's point about it being sort of against the identity of Keyforge, I think is, is probably correct. But I think that like this whole thing is against the, the original identity of Keyforge, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I don't Having know. Having multiple I, copies of the same deck yeah. is against the identity of Keyforge. Right. Like right. I, I think if you asked Richard Garfield, like he'd say, yeah. oh, if you lost your deck, you lost your deck. Go buy another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But and Richard Garfield will also say when he made magic, he thought people would just play oh, yeah. with the, the cards they had and 100%. figure out what to play. And True. the whole idea of net decking would never even be a thing. I think the moral so, of the story is that the players of your game ruin your game. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Don't listen, Ravensburger. Give us spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely feels like it's came full circle at this point, right? Like, you can literally go buy whatever you want. Do you do you guys think that this ends up uh, benefiting KeyForge overall if this happens? So imagine decks get rented out. Like, if I'm, I I I don't, I, I'm not in the game enough to to actually do this. But let's say I was, you know, a person who wanted to make a bunch of money off of like key, renting Keyforge decks. Does it in, then incentivize me to go buy a bunch more Keyforge decks than I would have otherwise to try and open the best ones? I mean, you already said that you were tempted. You're tempted now to go. Well, to go buy the one best deck so I can rent it out. Yeah, people. yeah. That's what but I'm saying. Like, like you, you kind of said that already. Like, would I? I mean, I probably won't do it, though. <laughs> but some, <laughs> I'm sure somebody will. Um but I like to me, this is similar to like the collectability argument in like in like TCGs, where it's like uh, you want pe- there to be people buying more packs than they need to essentially subsidize the game for everybody else and to m- support the publisher enough that they can make the game as good as they want it to make or as good as they want to make it. So if you're able to, to, I don't know, tie this monetary sort of incentive to opening more decks. Do people buy more decks and does Ghost Galaxy then have more revenue to do what they want to do to improve the game and, you know, as a whole lot? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Jim, 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 Jim does not think. I'm struggling over here. <laughs> I, I tend to think, no, it doesn't help them out because like what's my incentive to go open more decks like i think when i first got into the game the idea of pulling that crazy tournament winning deck was really exciting and fun but at least at this stage i'm just like that's not realistic i mean it's always still possible but it's not realistic so it's like the same same idea of like you're better off buying singles than packs okay is the odds of getting a good deck just so low that it wouldn't be yeah financially worthwhile I, th- I think so. And I think the barrier for tournament play is already so vastly like defined. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're allowed to keep playing literally first set decks, the people who have been in the game that sure. long, I'm just convinced like that barrier is just so high right now that these are also the people that know each other well. So the whole thing of now we can communicate with whoever, it doesn't have to be a teammate and rent decks and all of that. Like those are just going to be the people with those decks. So it's like, it's just making the barrier that much bigger um, in my head. I, I don't mean to say like doom and gloom ideas with it. It's just, I don't see how this helps people buy more random decks 
outside of like, it's a cool idea for like claiming ownership of a deck. I don't know. Just the plain copies thing is it, it's thrown a whole wrench in so the, people's abilities to kind of like mess with everything. The, the, the downside you're saying is like uh, lower accessibility because of the systems that have been created. Like, I, I would say a higher barrier of like being able to compete. Right? What if Which, you are a person who can't afford like a really expensive deck that could win, but you're a really good player, but you, you could rent a deck rent for like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever and have a chance at competing. In theory, that sounds great. I'm trying to think how much that'll come into play. And more so, I think it's going to be the people who just have all of the decks already that would be flipping them back and forth. But got it. If that was the case, but it, doesn't that it does exist it. already? That's what I'm saying. Is like I think, like you went worst case scenario. I think best case scenario is like, oh, now I actually can, uh, you know, like, okay, so the deck that was sold for thirty six hundred dollars, Pink Fraud, um, uh, Doctor Sheep, and X Ray. Are there Discord names? They own this deck. Okay, if there's some odd competitive event where I know neither of them can go, like normally they would not put that in the mail and mail it to me, right? <laughs> to say like, hey, here's a thirty six hundred dollar <laughs> deck. But oh, I've ordered a few copies and I'll rent out the friendship, you know, and I'll give the the rights to you for fifty bucks. And the the risk is lower on their end, but allows me. Because in, in some ways, Mike, I, I feel like what you just said, like a good player who just doesn't have the money to compete at the highest level, like, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to say this arrogantly. I just feel like I, I think I am a good player, but I don't have the top level decks to win a Keyforge tournament. Shut Jay. your <laughs> mouth, Jay. I'll see you on the Crucible. Hey, right. let's go. All right, call him out. All right. Okay. Uh, I've got receipts, baby. Uh, no, I, I, I literally don't mean that, but I'm like, I feel that. Like, I genuinely feel that. Like, I'm like, I don't have the, the finances required to win, like, a vault tour where I could win, like, whatever. I forget how much they're each, because uh, each vault tour has, like, a $10,000 price pool. I think, I think yeah. the, what the if, winner gets 5000 or something like that. But I, I can imagine a scenario as well where, like, Someone rents the deck out to you, but you don't pay them anything. But if you win and, and you're in the money, you pay them a percentage of your winnings. Oh, we've got like, some, yes. Yeah, I mean, investment. I, none of this stuff is new, right? Like this is all stuff that's, yeah. that already exists in every other sport almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like if you're, I mean, I'm going to use a dumb example, I guess. But like if, if, you're, if you're a race car driver, like you don't own the race car, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like you, you, somebody else pays for you to drive that car. And if you win, you get a percentage of the winnings. Um, so I, I mean, it could basically be very similar to that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting to think about. Uh, yeah. My, my thing is like, we, we can go to best case scenario, worst case scenario, but for the majority of the players in the middle of, of those scenarios, uh, like us, like me and Jim and Kevin, it's just very practically helpful that, we can get three copies of this deck printed and we can all have one yeah. so that if, if one of us says, Oh, all of a sudden I can go to this tournament. It's not like, Oh crap. Can you mail that thing to me? Or if like, one of you like loses co- it on accident. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're right. So like co co-owning decks is now like a very, uh, 
viable option. So, and maybe that's a point in the in the direction of like, um, okay, maybe I can't afford to buy some of the top decks on there. But now I'm like, okay, maybe you know, maybe I make some friends and say like, hey, you know, you know, can we go in on this deck together and then buy copies of, just so that we can all play this in different areas of the the world? Even you know, you could get someone all you know. To be able to afford some of this, this part. this part seems really interesting to me, right? Think about it like people that play bas- street basketball and then they watch NBA and then they go and like <laughs> play street basketball, right? The people that at home that don't go to big competitive tournaments, they just play kitchen kitchen table key forge, right? But they watch the competitive events, the live streams, and they see like these two decks in the finals of nationals or worlds and they're like oh i would love to play those at my kitchen table and they can totally contact that person pay ten dollars not worry about having friendship or ownership just having a copy of the deck to be able to play at their kitchen table for fun it's the same kind of thing in my opinion i remember when people people already do that online on tco like people will Mm. literally just go like oh here's pink fraud i just want to see how this plays and they'll play it online for free because you could just get the deck url and just plug it into TCO and, and do that. So I think that's a plus maybe. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the person that owns that top deck, I mean, maybe, maybe they just sell a bunch of copies of it without giving friendship Any access friendship. or whatever. And it's, I mean, it reminds me of um, back in like the 2000s. I, I know Magic did it. I think Pokemon might've done it too, where they release like the world championship decks, which mm-hmm. were like the decks that the world champion played to, you know, win whatever event it was and they had like a different Mm -hmm. color border or whatever and they weren't legal you know tournament legal cards but it was a full playable like you know top level deck that you could play Mm -hmm. you know with with your friends whatever pretend that you're in that scenario so i think i think that there's a group of people that are interested in that do you think keyforge is big enough for the financial aspect of this to actually be an issue for people to be spending tons of people to spend a hundred dollars to rent a friendship to play I, a deck I, currently i don't i i do think there is a very passionate small community around keyforge like the, like there, it's no accident that a deck sold for thirty six hundred dollars right, right right like a month ago after that's you know, actually it's, pretty wild like if i mean the game being where it's at and it's selling yeah. for that dollar value if, if I think, yeah, if, if, the, if the game becomes more popular, like that's a very good purchase for the, for those people. Yeah. I, I think with uh, official organized play coming back with cash prizes, we've got a July event and August event, September event and Gen Con. So basically the next four months where people could win significant prizes. although Gen Con is not a uh, prize uh, cash prize. So, um, Jay, if you're trying to win $5,000 with Jay Trash, it ain't happening. But uh, All I need to uh, do is win with Jay Trash, and I'll be happy. I don't need no Win money. one game with Jay one Trash. Game. Um, <laughs> I should yeah, but, rephrase what I said, though. I don't, I'm not saying, do you think Keyforge is uh, pop, or big enough to for the financial part to be an issue? Do you think it'll be... Do you think it's big enough to actually make fi- like a decent amount of money to like with, to make sense financially to to do it yeah yeah i mean i think like with with money on the line I, I i think you don't have to get that many people who are who feel like that they could be in the money to to do it if you 
rent out that three thousand dollar deck for even a, I mean, someone would probably pay a hundred bucks to to rent it for a At tournament, least, right? Yeah. So if you do that, you know, not that many times, you, you, the deck back. pays for itself, right? So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting conversation around the the practical the, the economics and the ethics of KeyForge. <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out your is, friendship. can I quit my job and just sell my decks? You're just going to be a KeyForge deck landlord? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be at Gen landlord. Con. The slumlord of KeyForge decks. With like a trench coat and I'm going to open up my pocket. It's going to be a bunch of different... Want to buy a deck? Oh my gosh. Uh, that is good. Oh my gosh. That's good. <laughs> and then, yeah, you're at Gen Con and you're like renting out these decks, but then there's no Wi Fi access at Gen Con, so you can't transfer <laughs> uh, friendship. Or, you know. <laughs> That's wild. Well, wow. Interesting that was a conversation. conversation about Keyforge. That's right. Some, so anyways, most I've talked about Keyforge in years. Buy them up. <laughs> buy them up. Um, all right. Moving on, is there anything else to move on to? <laughs> I don't even I, know. There's no there's no Star Wars Unlimited news for us to cover. Swoo news. Swoo. <laughs> Galaxy Shuffle. What you got, Jim? I was just say, still with the Keyforge part, they oh, announced something to do with like... On he's still on <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Different piece of the article. Um, as far as like participating in events, they talked about this idea of event keys um, that you can... Value. like. As you get Amber into your account, you can transfer those as like entry points to events, and so it's oh god, kind of doing the it's, Amber it's, thing again. Hold on, let me. Let, I feel like we need to read it because this is this is like a little bit of a contentious point. I think it's. I don't think it's a big deal, but I, I'm going to read it. Agreed. All I know is there. How many? Ambers and keys got lost in the merge well, of no, no, it, it all got transferred over. You have it all in your account. All of it. I don't even okay. have yeah. access to my account, so I, I have nothing. Well, <laughs> I have no idea what email address I used to sign up. <laughs> well, what, what, what's your deck name, Michael? I don't yeah. think he's winning any uh, <laughs> national tournament soon, so I think you're okay. That's very true. <laughs> okay, they said official Ghost Galaxy events that feature cash prizes or act as qualifiers to cash prize tournaments, such as national tournaments will require the use of an quote-unquote event key by port participants. Event keys can be acquired in the Master Vault by spending 50 Amber on your user profile page. Uh, upon 50 registration, uh No, not necessarily because you because there were like lots of different um, uh, times where FFG gave like 10 Amber per deck mm. when you were registering in like the first week. So Got a lot of people have like when you played, when you played at, uh, what did they, did they had an un, uh, chain bound events? You got keys for, or Amber, Amber. for winning and oh, stuff okay. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so it says, why introduce event keys? Um, it says, Gal uh, Ghost Galaxy is spending substantial resources on our organized play, uh, official tournaments, not least by offering $150,000 prize pool to winners. These resources are intended for key forge customers. That said, we understand that some players may not have the time uh, or treasure to accumulate 50 Amber for an event key. To that end, we have enabled the ability for players to purchase Amber at a cost of $5 per 10 Amber. To kick off the 2023 season, we will be providing all Master Vault accounts a free event key subject to the limitations 
of this below. So hmm. uh, essentially, everyone gets a free a free key, a free event to a, like a vault tour, a cash. So it's just the vault tours and like the national qualifiers, which is like a cash prize tournament. Okay, um, and then it's just twenty five so, bucks to qualify for anything yes. to buy an event key. Yeah. So, you have so to pay worst case, if you don't have that, it's twenty five bucks. Yeah, so it would yeah, be like okay. you pay whatever. So. Like a vault tour, I think they've talked about is like seventy five bucks to get in. That pays for all your tournaments. You get like three decks plus a bunch of swag. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't have the extra twenty five, which most people at this point will, maybe there's a future scenario where they won't. Um, it to me it makes business sense. Like they're you know yeah they, they, you know they want to make sure that they have the money to run the events. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I'm curious yeah, what like the grace period is of this, just for the sake of like. Uh, your free trials let me start up a new account and get that free event key every time I want to go to an event. I'm sure they're going to have some sort of like cutoff point for it. Says June 30th. Okay, sweet. Hmm. Yeah. I think of everything. Interesting. It's almost Can like you transfer event keys? Their full time job. I don't think so. Okay, I doubt that's it. probably good. Uh, PTIs. All right, <laughs> you try. You trying to rent rent yours out? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. You can borrow it for twenty-two dollars. Save you three dollars. It's good. All right. What, what else we got, guys? Anything else? That's it. I can't think of anything That's else. Episode. Yeah. We were we were right. hoping for a swoo article this week, but uh, no dice. But well, I mean, there's still three more days left before we would normally podcast. So yeah, there's almost <laughs> a guarantee that I, tomorrow. <laughs> There will be a yeah. new SWOO article. Here's what I know. And when we post this next Tuesday, uh, it will be old news. So <laughs> <laughs> I I almost like, may, well, I can't guarantee. But every time they've posted something, it has been on Fridays because Fridays are my day to sleep in. And I always wake up to a billion text <laughs> oh, messages yeah. from you three goons about the SWOO news. Well, so, la- 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 last time it was on accident. It was not a purposeful uh, reveal. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Fair. Uh, so we'll we'll see what uh, accident happens tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll do it for us at Unplayable. Um, that's yeah. all I got. Yeah. Let let us we'll know what you, what, you, what you guys think about the uh, whole potential for renting Keyforge decks thing. I'm very curious to hear what other people's opinions are. Uh, I, I can see the argument both ways, but I'm yeah. I mm. I just want to hear from you guys. <laughs> yeah. Good and or or better yet, don't don't comment on this video. Join our Discord channel and yeah. tell, <laughs> tell us in there. <laughs> yep. Or there do both. <laughs> yep. That's good. Sweet. All right. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>